Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, Oddings. This is the Something Scary Podcast. I'm your Ate Sapphire. Traveling is a wonderful privilege if you're able to afford it. You get to immerse yourself in another culture and temporarily escape the realities of your everyday life. But sometimes... Traveling into the unknown can be nothing like you were planning. That's what today's episode is all about. First, we'll hear a story about a woman who finds something horrifying inside of a suitcase. Then, we'll stay in a creepy villa in South Africa. After that, we'll avoid a haunted road in India. And finally, we'll encounter a unique demon in China. I receive hundreds of amazing story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that I've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. Then I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, consider joining our Patreon. Our patrons play a huge role in keeping the show running every single week. And as a member, you get private live streams with me, special behind-the-scenes content, and a chance at a personal response from me about your scary story. And some of these stories have made it into a video or podcast. For more information on how you can help the show and also be a part of it, visit patreon.com slash snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Switched Backs. The following is based on a submission from Venus. I was in college and on my way home from a short solo weekend trip. I lived in a dorm on campus, but with the number of times my mom would call or text me, it felt like I never moved out at all. The entire trip, she constantly texted me for updates to make sure I was okay. She'd also send me news articles about the bad things that have happened to women while traveling alone. Sometimes I just flat out ignored her. I didn't like feeling suffocated. While I was packing, I realized I didn't have enough room in my suitcase to fit all the souvenirs and presents I bought. So before heading to the bus station, I purchased a new burgundy suitcase to fill with the excess items. After I arrived at my destination and gathered my bags, I went outside to call a taxi, ignoring a call from my mom as I did so. 
It was a weekend evening and super crowded. I kept bumping into other people also waiting for their car. There were a couple times when I was almost completely shoved to the ground. It was super annoying. I finally got a car and headed home. As I dragged my bags up the stairs, I felt weak. I didn't remember the bags being that heavy, but I figured I was probably just exhausted from traveling. I went to open my new suitcase so I could sort out the gifts, but there was a lock I didn't recognize. I sighed in frustration. Of course I grabbed the wrong bag, probably when I was in that crowd. I remember feeling extra annoyed knowing that I hadn't put a lock on my bag. I was never seeing those gifts again. I kept looking all over for any sign of identification when I felt the bag move. I stepped back, pretty sure I just imagined that. I nudged the bag with my foot and the suitcase moved again. Then I heard what sounded like a muffled voice crying in pain. It sounded human. I grabbed my hammer and started hacking at the lock, desperately trying to break it open. After a couple of tries, I was successful. I unzipped the bag. Inside was a young girl, her limbs bound and her mouth covered. She was scrawny and pale. I untied her and gave her water and asked her how she got in there, but she was much too weak to speak. I pulled out my phone to call the police, but before I could, I was receiving a call. I almost swiped to ignore it, thinking it was my mom, but it was an unknown number. I had put my information on the luggage tag of my suitcase, so I figured that whoever was calling might have been whoever put this girl in the bag. Hello? I believe you have my bag, Venus. Shit, he knows my name. Uh, yeah, I must have grabbed the wrong one. Let's meet at the playground on Mason Street and switch. I started panicking. What the hell was I supposed to do? I decided to call my uncle, who was a police officer. After I explained the situation to him, he came up with a plan. We were first going to take the girl to the nearest hospital, and then he was going to escort me to the meeting spot. Before we left, I stuffed the suitcase with stones to make it look heavy. Then I slipped a stone in my pocket, just in case. We got to the playground a little earlier than the agreed upon meeting time. My uncle hid in some bushes, never taking his side off of me. A black car pulled up. Out stepped a very tall, ugly man, wearing a lot of layers. He stopped a few feet in front of me and rolled my bag towards me. Then he gestured for me to do the same. Of course, it didn't roll that far because of the weight. So the man took a couple steps towards me. I went to collect my bag, and when I was near him, he grabbed my wrist. The lock. It's missing. My heart was racing. He knew. He knew that I knew what was in his suitcase. What was he going to do with me? My adrenaline was coursing through me. He gripped my wrist tighter and pulled me closer. You look young. How old did you say you were? I quickly pulled out the stone from my pocket and threw it at the man's head. He let go of me and screamed in pain. I grabbed my bag and ran towards the other end of the playground. Behind me, I could hear my uncle emerge from the bush and order the man to put his hands up. And then I blacked out. I woke up in the hospital. My uncle was there and told me that the man had been arrested. He had been part of a huge trafficking ring that smuggled children through low security bus stations. I asked if the girl was going to be okay. 
Although she was making a swift physical recovery, it would take a much longer time for her to heal from the trauma. That girl was so young. I thought about the obsessive texts and calls from my mom and no longer thought she was crazy. I'm lucky. That girl could have been me. Human trafficking is a real and horrifying global problem. You can visit polarisproject.org to learn how to spot a victim and other ways you can take action. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And now, more Something Scary. I do want to apologize for my voice again this week. Um... I am recording this while I am coming off of a very bad sinus infection, so if I sound weird, that's why. This next story takes place in South Africa and was submitted by Sophia. When my family and I were living in South Africa, we went on a lot of holidays. It was our last year there, 2014, and I was nine years old. My sister was six. We were going on our penultimate vacation to a small fishing town called Church Haven, and my parents had rented a villa. My sister had gotten sick from the plane ride, not from nausea, but from something she ate. It seemed like food poisoning, but it wasn't as harsh. She only had to head to the bathroom occasionally to throw up whenever she felt dizzy. We arrived at the villa at three. The rooms were very cold, even with the heating on. They were almost bare, too, and there was a boarded-up bathroom behind the kitchen. It seemed to make strange noises every once in a while, like something was trying to climb out of the toilet. Silly, I know, but man, it was annoying. My sister and I felt uneasy, but shook off the feeling as we went to the nearby lagoon for a swim. My sister and I headed back to our parents, who were lying on the beach and reading. We then headed back to the villa. After washing up and playing and finishing the last of our unpacking, my mother called my sister and I for dinner at seven. Exhausted, we finished up and played a few board games altogether, but decided to cut our family night short and head to bed. It was 9.34 exactly when it all happened. My sister and I didn't talk about the house's creepy demeanor at the lagoon, but we shared the same feeling. Our room only increased that feeling. It was tucked away behind the lounge and was freezing. I constantly had goosebumps. That night was no exception. We fell asleep and at 2.43 a.m. I was woken up by my sister. 
The room was dark, and I could barely see her. She asked me to accompany her to the bathroom, so I agreed. We walked to the bathroom behind the kitchen, despite having one in our room. I tried to mention it to her, but she just grumbled and took my hand, leading me to the boarded-up bathroom. I bumped into a bin along the way and left it at an odd angle. Some trash fell out and I tried to pick it up, but my sister yanked my arm hard and pulled me away. I was a little astonished. This was my little sister. How'd she get so strong? Once we got to the boarded up bathroom, I figured my sister would just turn back around, but she instead grabbed the wooden boards and ripped them from the doorway. She then stepped past the small entryway and went into the darkness of the bathroom. There wasn't even a light in there, so I couldn't see how she was doing. But boy, did I hear it. Sounded like she was having a rough time. No one wants to be throwing up during vacation. However, it was taking her a bit and I was getting bored, so I decided to quickly return to our bedroom to grab my phone. I stepped inside the room and flicked on the lights. Hey, shut off the lights! My heart froze. There in the bed was my little sister, woken up by me. I asked her if she was finished in the bathroom. Bathroom? I'm feeling way better now. Go to bed already. I was so confused. Who the hell did I take to that boarded up bathroom? That was not my sister. I decided there was only one way to figure out. I walked back to the boarded up bathroom right then and there. I had to know. And somehow, the boards were back, like they were never ripped off. That horrible, gurgling noise returned, like something was crawling around in the pipes. I cried out, is anyone in there? Suddenly, the horrible sloshes turned into a low laugh, and something responded. Why don't you come in and find out? I couldn't take it anymore. I turned on the light on my phone and flashed it inside. The walls were covered in this flowing green muck. The toilet was dilapidated, moldy, and gray. The lid peeked open, and out came the fleshy limbs of a little girl. Two piercing eyes glowed from the darkness as the laughing became fully maniacal. I sprinted back to the bedroom and slammed the door shut. I don't know what I saw. I didn't want to know what I saw. I just wanted to go to bed. I told my parents about that night. We left the next day. Apparently, the police came by and deemed the structure of the villa unsafe. So we got our money back. But not my sanity. Thank you, Sophia, for sending that story in. I'm curious to know if that villa is uh, back in operational or if it's still closed off. And I also wonder if anyone else who has stayed there has experienced anything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Our next tale was sent in by Silver. It's a cool name. This is about the time when they went on vacation to India and encountered many inconveniences due to local superstition. I apologize in advance for saying any of these names wrong. I recently went on a vacation to India, Rajasthan to be more specific. However, during transit, my flight was delayed. I hated hanging out in airports, especially when it creeped into nighttime. Such a large building with few people in it, it doesn't feel right. I phoned the hotel I was staying at to let them know the situation. I was instructed by the hotel manager that I needed to be there before 4.30 p.m. or the latest by 5. I was curious as to why check-in ended so early that day. And he explained it was due to an extremely well-known and supposedly haunted fort called the Bangar Fort, which lay between the airport and the hotel. Apparently, no one drove on the roads after five as they didn't trust passing by the fort during that time. I was pissed, to be honest, at the possibility of losing my room due to some local superstitions, but I told him I'd do my best to arrive on time. It was already 5.30 p.m. by the time they finally let me on my plane. I knew I wouldn't be able to get a ride from what the manager said and tried to think of some routes I could use during the flight. When I finally got off, I noticed about 11 missed calls from the hotel. I responded back by saying that my flight was delayed and I just arrived. They kept insisting that I stayed in a motel near the airport and that I shouldn't even try going near that place. I was furious now. I paid for a room at this hotel and I wanted it. Not some shabby motel with planes flying over me all night. I was persistent and told the manager that it wouldn't be a problem. I'd be there tonight. I hung up before hearing what he had to say. I tried getting a cab in the airport, but when they all heard I was passing by Bangar Fort, no one bothered to take me. They even called me crazy for attempting a drive tonight. Now, I was starting to get extremely annoyed, so I went to a car rental booth near the airport and headed off. If I had to do this, I'd have to do it myself. The drive was totally peaceful at first. Then things started happening. I could swear I heard the sounds of gunshots in the distance. Christ, is this what they tried to warn me of? I didn't believe in ghosts, but I sure believed in highwaymen. I drove a little faster now across the winding road. The gunshots sounded like they were getting louder, with strange murmurs adding into the mix, like someone was muttering to me inside my own car. The wind got harsh and the road got very bumpy, enough to make me drive a bit more slowly. That's when I knew I was scared. This road didn't feel right but I also knew I could make it there tonight. I just had to. That was until I saw her. I saw a woman standing in the middle of the road a few meters ahead. I slammed on the brakes and skidded to a stop. My headlights illuminated her small body. She just stared right at me, eyes wide open. And suddenly, her hair started to float like it was rising into the heavens. And then, bam! A bolt of lightning slammed down right on top of her, scorching her skin. I was in shock. But she wasn't. She still stood there, staring right at me. Another shock of lightning. 
Her skin was becoming crisp now, and she was starting to glare. It felt like the whole mountain was rumbling right at me. I got the message. Without a second thought, I turned my car around in a harsh 180 and drove back as fast as I could. I didn't have any more issues after that. A smooth drive, except for me trying to catch my breath the whole time. I checked in at an airport motel. Sure, the prices were a bit steep and it didn't leave mints on the pillow, but at least it didn't try to kill me. Thank you so much for that story, Silver. I'm glad you got out of there okay. And if anyone listening is from India and has any more information about the Bangar Fort, uh, feel free to email me and let me know. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. And we close this episode with a story from Elva, a girl who travels a lot with her mother. While staying in China with her mother's friend, Elva has an upsetting encounter. My mother and I were big fans of traveling. Though I'm only 14, I've been lucky enough to have visited countless countries. However, we would stop by our homeland, China, quite often. Therefore, we've been to many beautiful provinces there. During one summer break, we decided to go to a gorgeous place called Hubei for a few reasons. The main one being that was where my mom's best friend Lily lived. Her house had extra rooms so we could stay at her place. It took us around two more hours to get to Lily's house, which turned out to be in a small village. That definitely took me by surprise, but I was still excited to stay there since I've never been there before. I passed out as soon as we got to her house, even though it was only three in the afternoon. When I woke up, my stomach groaned. Well, I guess I can't blame myself. I hadn't eaten for almost three quarters of the day. I went out of my room and called out for my mom. Mom, are you there? I'm awake. Can you make me some food? No response. I felt a little suspicious because my mother should have heard me by now. Aunt Lily? Mom? Is anyone home? Again, no reply. I slipped on my favorite yellow hoodie because it was a little chilly in the house and went to the living room. I caught a glimpse of the clock. 12 a.m. I'd really slept for a long time. On the table, I saw a note that was probably meant for me. Hey, Elva, when you see this note, me and Aunt Lily are probably out. Because I know you don't like shopping, we didn't wake you up. There's some homemade bread in the cupboard if you get hungry. Also, you can use this time to look around the village. Trust me, it's more fun than it sounds. Love, Mom. I went to the cupboards to get myself some bread and a glass of water. However, when I arrived at the kitchen, something passed by the window. I stared at the window, waiting to see if it would happen again, but there was nothing. So I continued preparing my snack. Then it whipped past again. This time I rushed over to the window to see if I could spot what was running around out there. 
My forehead was pressed against the glass as I strained my eyes to see through the darkness outside. Then for a brief moment, a face met mine on the other side of the glass. It startled me so badly that I jumped away from the window. Whatever it was began running towards the nearby forest. But every couple of feet, they would stop and turn to look at me, and then continue running. It looked like they wanted me to follow them. I thought it might have been some weird kid in the neighborhood trying to play, so I decided to go outside. My mom said to explore the village, right? By the time I was outside, I lost sight of the kid. I knew that they were running towards the trees, so I went in that direction. When I got to the edge, I still couldn't see them. This was a dumb idea, I thought. A kid is playing a prank on me, and I probably should go back inside. Then I heard the brushing of leaves. The rustling moved deeper into the forest. I followed the sound further into the trees and finally found what I had been chasing. It definitely was not a kid. It had frizzy, bright yellow hair, deep, dark red eyes, and the most disgusting, long, sharp teeth that covered half of its face. It also wore a dirty yellow jacket that looked way too small for it. I couldn't move. My feet were stuck to the ground. I've always been a fan of mythology and ghost anecdotes, but I never thought I would encounter one in real life. Slowly, it rose its three-fingered hands and pointed at my yellow hoodie. My heart skipped a beat. You want my hoodie? I asked slowly and carefully while stuttering. I could hear the shivering in my voice. The monster didn't speak. It just kept its hands still. I assumed it meant that my guess was correct. I wanted to take it off and just give it to it, but my body was still frozen, unable to move due to shock. After what felt like eons had passed, it put its hand down and gently opened its big mouth. All of a sudden, a strong hand latched onto my shoulder and dragged me, but backwards, out of the forest. I turned around. It was Lily. She was pushing me as we ran out of the trees and back towards her house. Once her house was in view, we stopped running to catch our breath. What were you doing in there? Do you know what could have happened? I looked up. Lily stared right at me with fire in her eyes. Take off that stupid hoodie and let's go back home. She pulled off my sweatshirt and threw it on the ground. I began to yell and protest, but she did not let go of me until we got inside the house. I sat down on a wooden chair and tried to process what just happened. That was my favorite hoodie. Elva let it go. That was Wang Fu Gui. It's a demon that's attracted to the color yellow. She turned to my mom. Didn't you tell her not to bring anything in that color? My mom shrugged. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's her favorite color. What else is she going to wear? Lily was not happy. But I didn't see what the big deal was. So it wanted to take my sweatshirt. I don't see why you're freaking out so much. Lily looked me straight in the eyes. When it sees someone it doesn't like, it laughs at it. Those who hear the laugh are cursed and eventually die in a gruesome accident. Thank God I got you away from that thing before it started to laugh at you. I nodded slightly. Yeah, good thing you were there just in time. Shortly after that, we all went to bed. 
I could hear my mom snoring from her room across the hall. I lay in bed awake, completely unable to sleep. I just kept thinking about what had happened that night, how I stupidly followed that thing into the forest, how Lily pulled me away just in time to hear the Huang Fugui finish laughing at me. Today's stories were edited by Adam Sinker and Sapphire Sindalo. Music and editing for this podcast by Sapphire Sindalo. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.